Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Oh, shut your mouth. Yes, yes, yes. Um, welcome, uh, everybody that's watching once again to the 10th episode. Uh, they said it would never last. Um, I didn't get my hands in the screen. <laughs> right, 10. Um, 10th episode of Cavillio Killed the Radio Star. We've done it every week throughout the entire of lockdown. Some people say lockdown is over, Jeremy. Everyone can just go out into the world and do what they want now. Fuck those people. Apparently. Fuck those people. Also, I love the people who have said, like, oh, got to watch out for a second wave. I'm like, you know we're not out of the first wave, right? Yeah, we like, are, we've been waving we this whole damn time. <laughs> so here we are, number 10. Um, and we got lots of ideas for what we're going to do. Um, I like the fact that on our, our thing, our warning at the, the beginning, it says things like uh, explicit content, swearing, and scenes of alcohol consumption throughout. I just yes. like, I love it. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers if you're watching. Hey, by the way, I mean, I'm not in England at the moment, but the bars are open. Did it go crazy? I don't know. What was it like being in the UK when the bars just opened and every pisshead turned up to the. I mean, I don't so have personal experience with it, but I mm-hmm. have seen a lot of shared video of like pub gardens with people just like that. And <laughs> I've seen lo- lots of my uh, like northern friends uh, sharing video of just all out brawls happening outside pubs. And <laughs> there's not a mask in sight. <laughs> hey, look! If they had a fight with each other but had a mask on, I'd have had a little bit more respect. Absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely. Maybe they could attach long fists to their actual fists, like one meter long kind of things. Just Those like... comedy kind of—they're like litter pickers, but you you pull the trigger and it just goes oh, yeah. womp, womp. Like the rock, rock and sock and robots kind of yeah. thing, where it's just go go get I your would... hand. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that if that were the case. Um, but yeah, so. That would be amazing. Now, there's a caveat to this week's show that we said. Do you want to explain what that is? Well, we, we've decided that we will try not to mention something. Yeah, well, we've kind of noticed, looking back on the, the first nine episodes, how <laughs> this podcast that is not a Star Trek podcast tends to become a Star Trek podcast fairly regularly so yeah not not saying like you know oh we're not not doing that we're going to issue ourselves a bit of a challenge yes because uh, we you know love hate challenges so <laughs> the challenge for today is that we're going to not apart from this explanation obviously mention of star course. trek at all and i think that's I'm sure people will try and trip us up in the comments and throw some I- things into I don't us, feel confident. But... I must say, I don't feel confident in succeeding in the uh, not talking I... about. Yeah, I don't <laughs> either. Considering some of the the things we're going to do in a a special segment we're doing for episode ten. With that in mind, yeah. I am I am thinking it's going to be a struggle. But hell, you know, I'm up for the challenge. I've got okay. a drink. I think we can do it. All right. So let's. I think we should crack on with. Um... But the first part of the segment we like to call This Is Happening. Do we have a sting for that? We do. Here it comes. In a world filled with haps and naps, two men have risen above to bring you This 
Amazing. I mean, I can't hear it, but I have heard it before. <laughs> I'm just like, listening to nothing is a great sting. Um, right, so this is happening. Things that are good, things that are bad. Um, things that are hap, things that are nap. Yeah. Um, yeah. This week, uh, I have a, a hap and a nap that is almost entirely based on suggestions slash subliminal bullying from you in terms <laughs> of uh this week uh hamilton dropped on disney plus hey it did and so i watched that and then having watched that i thought hey you know i should probably watch the other thing that alex doesn't shut the fuck up about <laughs> and uh i also watched the greatest showman now one of those one of those was most definitely hap and one of those was most definitely nap. Would you care to offer a, a guess as to which way round I have? Yeah, it? I I'm interested by this, but I I I feel like I think it's pretty clear. I hope it's pretty clear in my head. I think one's better than the other. But I think that you thought that Hamilton was hap, and that the Greatest Showman was nap. That's that absolutely what it was? correct. Yes. <laughs> so. You enjoyed Hamilton. I've really enjoyed Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Like, for for the longest time, I've thought, hey, this is a like a show about a thing in American history that I don't know too much about, but I know a, a, a little bit about. Um, and it's from you know a theatrical perspective, and there's loads of kind of interesting fact in it, if you understand my meaning. But mm-hmm. also, you've got like Lin Manuel Miranda doing like cool ass rap shit, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I mean, I watched it the other day because obviously uh, I'm in Belgium, but they don't have Disney Plus, so I had to find a clip. And one of my haps is the magic of pretending to be somewhere else with a VPN that like, just kind of get to get to join wherever you are in the world. I'm like, this is amazing. So I bought one of those things, and I got disney plus and i watched hamilton as well even though i've seen the london cast i've never seen so i i've never seen the broadway cast with lin-manuel miranda and uh yeah the whole cast whole of the original broadway cast i've heard it but i've never seen it but mm. it, it, <laughs> it does look so slick it's a, yeah. such a slick show and the thing that i really liked about it is that they don't change the scenery at all like the background set is the same yeah. throughout but there is never, there was never a point in it, and I was discussing this with my wife as we were watching it. There's never a point where I'm like, oh, like this scene doesn't fit in this location because yeah. they did such a good job with the lighting and just moving the incidental props around the stage. Yeah, moving you, things around that you didn't, you didn't notice that it was the same place all the way through, really. So I, th- yeah. I thought technically it was excellent as well as all of the other things that were great about it. Yeah. Yeah. When I was watching it, obviously I've seen it and I've listened to it and I know all the words. So I'm like trying to, I was sitting there watching it with Isabeau and she was like, and I'm like, I never want to be that guy if I like something. Like I think Duncan really liked it as well. And I don't think Duncan had been exposed to it much like you hadn't. And so I don't want to kind of like go, Hey, what do you think of it? But I just want, <clears throat> I love people who have come to something and like the same things as I do. Hey, we'll get into that with our top 10 things that might be the same, you know, because that's what, you want you want to all enjoy things together you don't want to dislike stuff otherwise you know i've got a friend of mine owen who doesn't like westworld and um 
<laughs> he loves not liking it. He just loves hating on it. And I'm just like, sometimes I want to let him have that. But with this, I'm glad he liked it because when I was watching it, I was like, oh, actually, they are fast. And that looks really slick. And then the, the thing spins around, like the, the, the circular stage comes the around. The circular stage was fucking incredible. I love that so much. When, when companies can use that well, because you have to know where you're getting on, where you're getting off, especially in the jewels. Like, and like the whole thing is just like, you don't need anything more than what you've got. I love it. I love it. I don't even know where to start is Hap. But conversely, what was Nap for you was The Greatest Showman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the um, way, so talk us through that. So I kind of didn't really have any expectations of it. I didn't even know what it was about. Um, so I went into it completely un, unblown. And I just felt like it took so long to explain to me what the fuck it was about. <laughs> and then when it got there, I kind of didn't care because they hadn't they hadn't given me any reason to like hook me to this this main character. Yeah. I didn't really I like I didn't have any reason to like him or or even his wife or any of that kind of thing. <laughs> and I I just found the whole thing a bit twee and that's true. But then when I, you know, I tried, I looked into kind of what it was about and found out that it was a true story or ish, very much in the same kind of time period as Hamilton. And I was like, this, this should be good, but I'm just not digging it. And I don't buy Hugh Jackman as a musical singer. Right. Okay. That's going to, that's going to trip you up on quite a lot of his stuff really. But I mean, I am, if I had a choice, if you liking one of these two things, I wouldn't have it any other way around. Plus I don't think you have a choice basically, because I think Hamilton is so, such a force, you know, it's just like really, really exquisite, really beautifully put together. It's undeniable. Whereas with Greatest Showman, it is deniable. Do you know what I mean? There are people like, I went to see it with Duncan and I loved it, but Duncan was like, yeah, but it's not that great. And I really love Greatest Showman, but it's like night and day when you put it up to Hamilton. It's strange. And it comes onto shows later on. You can like something in of itself, but when you start to compare it to wider things, the cracks start to show and you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't know it wasn't. I, mean, and I, but, I probably didn't do myself any favors watching them night after night now that I, <laughs> I look at it. But because like you, I'm watching Hamilton and I get to the intermission. And when I got to the intermission, I thought, if I was there in the in the like the stalls watching this and they went to an intermission, I would be throwing shit at the stage. I'm like, hurry the fuck up back out to the stage, you bastards. Like, get the fuck <laughs> back great. on with the second half of this. Whereas I was kind of ready to turn the greatest showman off halfway through. <laughs> I so. mean, I think that you're not as big a musical fan as I am. That's I would fair. go so far to say so like uh, my threshold for enjoyment and sort of stuff probably exists a little bit wider than yours um I do love the music more than I love the story of Barnum because the story of Barnum apparently is a little bit harsh I think Barnum was a bit of a dickhead although citation needed but I think that Barnum wasn't a very nice guy um but what I love about Greatest Showman. I love the music. Almost all of it is amazing. I love the choreography, especially the bar scene where they're sliding shots across to each other and they're jumping on tables and they're dancing together. I think it's beautifully done. There, uh, there's something about that though that you might be able to explain to me. And I, I, when I was trying to explain it yesterday, I couldn't quite put it into words. So I'll try again and see if you can. Pick okay. Up. But there were there were a lot of points throughout the Greatest Showman during the the big numbers where it just seemed like 
they hit the fast forward button on some of the movements. Oh, okay. And just yeah. made it really kind of awkward to watch. Like, especially some of the like dropping down from the ropes. And even yeah. in that scene you're talking about with the shots and all that kind of thing, it just seemed like they accelerated the movements. Yeah, they're like, playing. I never. I, in edit. And I didn't like that. I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about that. But that is true. They kind of tend to, to move forward slow, fast kind of stuff. I think it's just an affectation. I know what you mean. I never bothered. I was never that worried about it, but I can see how that would be kind of annoying. But I don't know. There's a lot of good, there's lots of like in that show, but it doesn't compare to Hamilton. There you go. I love Hamilton. Big, big Hamilton fan. So some haps and naps there. Um, obviously, <laughs> my hap was like the magic of VPN. And I just got it and I clicked on like UK and it thinks I'm in the UK. And then I got Disney Plus. I played Hamilton. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go and get some chips. So we went and got some fritches and I had my wine. And I'm like, this is just going to be the greatest night ever. Because I've got Hamilton and chips and wine. I was like, what? That's it. That's the end of it. And I could hear all these people. I think we went to buy the chips from the friture. And I said, I feel so bad for this friture lady. And he's supposed to like, why? And I said, because she's not going home to watch Hamilton with chips and wine. Um, so what else did you find, Hap? Because I can see something on the show notes. And I'm really curious to find out what this is about. Yeah. And this is the, the most random Hap ever. And it's a thing that shouldn't be Hap. And it's totally lame that it's Hap. But my other Hap of the week is premium ice. <laughs> premium ice, Alex. So, right. Tell me, tell me about it. It's ice you can buy. Let let me take you through the story, the the history <laughs> of how we got to this point. So I'm I'm doing my shopping as normal. Yeah, I'm putting in a, a delivery order from uh, Tesco. Other supermarket mm-hmm. delivery chains are available. Yeah, and I'm looking for ice because I like ice. I like my drinks to be cold. Me too. But they're sold out of the you know bog standard pound for a bag ice. of ice ice. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll buy this premium ice. What the fuck is that about? So I'm buy this premium ice. It's the pack is half the size, but it's still the same price. I'm like, you better fucking be premium ice when it gets to me, or I'm going to be livid. (laughs) I put it in my freezer, like slam it in the freezer. I'm like, this fucking premium ice. What the fuck is this shit? And then I, I then start to use it in my drinks, and I'm realizing that this shit doesn't break down and disintegrate in the same wow. way that your your bog standard ice does like by the time i've taken a couple of cubes out of a normal bag of ice it's basically yeah. just turned into like shave ice at the bottom of my freezer but no pretty much all the way down to the bottom of the packet i've got solid chunks of ice that don't disintegrate in the packet i'm not sure how it's premium i'm not sure what they do maybe the water is purer or something but <laughs> I'm, I'm inquiring I'm, minds want to know. I'm converted. I am now a premium ice guy. Is that the purple packet? Is it like slightly smaller? But I, because I found some that were meant to be bigger ice. I don't, is it bigger? It is slightly bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was in the supermarket and um, I found the smaller bag and it says bigger ice, premium ice. So I think I might have got the same one. I went, okay, let's try it. And I didn't really think about it except that I now have less ice but bigger chunks. So this stuff was seriously bigger, bigger ice. And so I need to put just one in my glass and now I've got, oh, this is okay. But hey, I, I, 
you know? I love a big, bit of big ice. I like when they make you spend money on stuff and it is actually better, you know? <laughs> it's actually better. Premium ice. Um, the other show we do, Cocktails and Bullshit, I think myself and Petty, oh, the captain, will I ever know his real name? Not to come out. Um, yeah, he wants and I want to buy an ice maker because it's just like, by the way, at home, my little ice box doesn't freeze anything. I put things in the night before. I come back and there's still soft spots where like they haven't frozen. I'm like, oh god, it's so shit. So I need something because I'm using ice all the time. But do you know one time I was at Glastonbury and it was incredibly hot. Not the last time, not last year, but about four years ago, or whatever, uh, some time back. And the guy's like, I bought a bottle of coke or whatever like that, and he was like, "Do you want some ice with it?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, I'll have some ice with it." And he went, "That'll be a pound extra," and like for four cubes of ice in my drink, I'm like, "Yeah, whatever, I'll take it." <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm so, intrigued by this other hap on your list. Of oh, apps. oh yeah, I forgot I added that. Yeah, um, I did this last year when I first came over here, but there's something I synonymous about living in Ghent as I am, or at least temporarily living in Ghent in Belgium is that everyone cycles everywhere. Like they don't go anywhere. The other day we were going to go to Amadeus, which is the ribs place. I think I mentioned it last week. And just before we left to get on our bikes, uh, he supposed tire was down. So she's like, I think we can probably manage it. And I'm thinking, I don't think you can. But so at that stage we were going to be late. So we walked normally I would think to get a taxi, but that's just like anathema. No one gets taxis in Ghent. Everyone walks hey, or cycles. Sounds like my kind of place. Right. And like we were going around part of it the other day past a whole row of taxis. And I'm like, good luck, good luck, motherfuckers. No one's getting the taxi. No sitting there like eight of them, the eight taxis of Ghent just sitting there like slow day. Yeah, still a slow day. Yeah. And everyone's cycling past them. But like there's something about it. It feels like I'm playing the San Andreas, the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas cycling level, where at some point they give you a bike and you have to just you've like... You've got to get down the run. mountain or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the mission this week is like, you've got to get to the Turkish restaurant to go and have some food, but you've Before got to take a car. bike. Yeah, so I'm just like... But whatever it is, it makes me feel like I'm just a kid cycling. Because when I cycle, I stand on the I stand on the pedals and I kind of go, shh. I, I pedal for a bit really furiously. And then I like free wheel past her. Like, and I don't know what it was. There's something beautifully inclusive and everyone's cycling. No one's taxiing. Everyone's cycling everywhere. I feel like I'm part of the city. So I'm cycling. We're all cycling. And then we chain our bikes up and then we wander around. We get really drunk and we cycle again. And I'm like, is that cool? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Everyone's cool. It's Europe. So I love it. Um, I can convince myself that I'm burning off some of this lockdown fat by, by cycling. When, of course, probably not at all. So, yeah, there's something, you know, like when you watch like a coming of age film, like Stand By Me or something like that. And they're like, and they're all cycling around. So that's what I felt. I was like, I could hear my inner monologue going. Alex was in Ghent that summer. You would never forget the time he had cycling, freewheeling through the streets of Ghent. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's happened. Um, uh, as a result, Jeremy, I don't really have a nap. Although no, the nap I have... <laughs> I don't either. I'm, I'm pretty happy this week. Like, yeah, let's leave it then. Um, I know I put something down, but I'm going to leave it. Just forget about it. Let's move on, I think. Uh, well... We will move on slightly, but uh, as we move into our COVID of the week, they are very definitely nap. So, you know, hey, that's useful. Nap for the week. Are you are you going to play this clip? I will or do in a moment. Yeah, it? let me just uh, 
bring up the the page and open with uh, <laughs> my COVID of the week is Alan Sugar. Oh yeah, famous as CEO of Amstrad, self-made yeah. man, somebody who did until, the Apprentice. Yeah, it does the it still does the Apprentice and uh, yeah, and chairman until, of the Hotspur at one point. Yeah, until today, I kind of like the guy. I know, yeah. <laughs> Relentlessly naming things you know about Alan Sugar. <laughs> but until until today, I kind of like the guy. But then he said until this. Look, I'm not a doctor, uh, and I don't want to be giving medical advice and all that stuff. The only thing I can say is that I've been here in Florida for six months. And so I've lived through the crisis, the shortage of ventilators, the no masks available, the no um, body wear available, the hospital beds being full up, blah, 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 blah. And I've now seen the transition of, uh, of restaurants opening, um, uh, tennis courts, for example, opening, golf clubs opening, uh, restaurants opening 50% capacity. Um, shops have been open uh, all of the time, quite honestly. Um, and this has been going on now for six weeks. And so I, I just logically say, well, hold on, six weeks out uh, where we've come out of this so-called lockdown, who's dead? I'm not. I'm still alive. My wife, thank God, is still alive. So is everybody else I know. No one else has caught anything. So I suppose it's a bit of a clue there that says that maybe we've reached a peak um, and maybe it's time for us to um, follow, uh, follow the example of America or indeed France uh, that, that have opened up uh, or indeed Spain. I think um, Prime Minister Johnson uh, unfortunately had the problem himself and I think he's He's been a little bit too cautious, if you ask me, just slightly. Fuck me, man. Where do we even start with this guy? I mean, I um, I tried to watch that earlier because... One moment. Yeah? I've got to turn off the opening music and it started playing again. My bad. Right. We'll, <laughs> we'll continue. Cool. Um, I, not to go through the looking glass here, but I can't hear everything that's going on when you play that, obviously. So I watched it earlier. And oh my God, that is a hard to watch video. I had to stop watching when he was basically saying, um, well, I mean, I'm all right. My wife's all right. Everyone I know is all right. So what's the fucking problem? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. All right, then. I, I think that, as long as you and your, be- your rich as fuck mates in Florida, not even like in the country are fine, then fuck everyone else, right? The virus doesn't exist. I, I just, it is, it is, I mean, there are so many covidiots during this period. And this, this show is intended as a light-hearted way to kind of get you through this time, you know. Um, and when we see stuff like this, we raise covidiots because there's so many of them. Like, Trump's a good one because not wearing a mask, contaminating all this sort of stuff. That's just idiocy. That's just like incompetence. What we just saw there is really vile. That's despicable shit. That's horrific shit. And he knows it's good. Why it was, you know, when you get someone like Katie Hopkins who says vile, despicable shit because she knows that you'll retweet it, right? That's what she's doing. I don't doubt she means it. But like, he's on Jeremy Vine. He knows it's going to be out there. What's his agenda? Why would you say something stupid like that? How out of touch do you need to be? Oh my fucking God. 
I mean, he starts um, it with like, "I'm not a doctor, but you're like, <laughs> hey, no like, shit." Well, well, here we go then. But it's like when people start, "Well, I'm not a racist, but I fucking hate." don't qualify your shit especially when you're about to say something horrific like hey i'm okay my wife's okay so go fuck everybody else i don't think this is a thing he's basically saying i don't think this is a thing i'm like yeah tens of thousands of people have died yeah and people have lost loved ones and where you are right now in florida it has been like one of the worst places and still continues to be one of the worst places for it because america did not handle it very well all it reminds me of now is that like rich people get to this the divide between rich and poor has never been greater and we knew that uh you know effectively when the whole brexit thing came out we knew that like things became like austerity came out people food banks what are food banks doing existing and the moment you get something like this rich and poor the divide has never been greater and there's he's saying it should cut back and there should be a mansion made of money he's like i'm okay i'm fine and like offshore on a cruise liner where he can't get touched by anything and it's like I'm fine. What are you talking about? What's the problem? Like, it's just such a massive who... disconnect, not only from like the rest that. of society, but just from reality and that completely stuck in your own bubble. Like, I'm okay, therefore everyone else must be okay, right? Because everyone yeah. else is exactly the fucking same as me. Yeah, we're all um, millionaires who have our own TV series. Yeah, All of us are the same. I don't understand. Um well, I'm never going to play my, my Amstrad CPC 464 again, that's for sure. Yeah, fuck that guy. I'm never going to watch The Apprentice. Well, I never watched The Apprentice, but I won't watch The Apprentice. I did. They and lost. now I'm not. And now you're not. That's good. That makes a little more sense. Me saying I never watched it and I still won't watch it, not quite so impactful. I'm going to tune hey. into the first 10 seconds and then aggressively turn it fucking off <laughs> just to make my point. I'm going to go back in time and destroy my Amstrad. Actually, I never had an Amstrad, so maybe I'll destroy someone else's Amstrad. Um, but no one has an Amstrad now, so maybe fuck them anyway. So I guess I, maybe, I, hey, maybe I did go back in time and destroy it. Had you considered that? Time will Bam. tell. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a COVID yet. I was hoping that maybe that there must be, I was hoping there'd be a brilliant one that I could find about everyone going to the pub, but I mean, I don't be here in two weeks when it's like, well, I went to the pub. I don't know what the big deal is about. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. It's terrible stuff. So that was COVID the other week. So um, I don't even know how far we've gone through. What? what, How far? Half an hour of this stuff? I don't know. um, We're we're about 20 or 25 minutes in or so. All right, that's cool. Good, good, good. Thanks for everyone that's joining us. I can see people joining us. Hey, Duff Valley's here. He's saying hello. Yeah, and uh, he threw in a hat that I, I meant to mention because I completely agree that it's a hat, and then I forgot and we moved on. So I'll just crack it in now. He says that Formula One being back is hat, and I absolutely agree. I, I know you're not not keen on, <laughs> on Formula One. I don't personally. get it. I don't get it at all. I don't but, understand I, it. But I've, I've got a I've got a connection for you that okay. may make you want to to tune in. Oh, so, okay. Uh, there's a, a fairly new driver. I say fairly new. I didn't. I missed last season of Formula One for whatever reason. I don't even know why, but I wasn't paying attention. So he may have been there last season. It may just be this season. But there's a new, as far as I'm aware, driver called Lando Norris. And he okay. is a dual British-Belgian citizen wow hey hey now and today's 
race was particularly exciting because from absolutely out of nowhere on the last lap of the race, he managed to jump into like third place on the podium. Wow. By like three tenths of a second or something like insanely tight like that. And it was, it was thrilling to see. And the excitement that this guy had for the fact that he jumped into the podium was incredible. Duff Valley says he did race last season. There we go. As I said, I wasn't paying enough attention. I had, we were in a world where there were so many live sports, Alex, that I, you know, focused more on the others last year. If people honest. are here, I can see people have joined. I'm going to just shout out some people because they're all wonderful people. I mean, Duff, we love you, um, obviously. Penny and Giles Show. I don't know if they've since left, but I'm going to mention them anyway. So it could be Penny, could be Giles, could be both. Thanks for joining again. Um, Hannah, oh, my good friend Hannah Collins. I haven't seen her for ages, but she's, she, hey, I also think she tunes into Cocktails and Bullshit, mainly to see uh, Captain Brilliant be a dickhead. Kay, Kay, Kay joining. I've got, hey, you should look out for something later that's coming up. I was going to mention you. Um, oh, Isabeau's watching, so she can see us all doing, that, doing all the stuff and talking about her. And Luke, Luke Kelly's joined. Luke, who I haven't worked with for ages, who's uh, up, in, uh, up in the north of England, up in Manchester, I think. I could be wrong oh, about that. God, maybe he was way. fighting outside a pub last night then. I just know Luke Kelly hasn't had a fight in his life. I'm just telling you now. Luke Kelly has never fought anyone. I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't. He's just too much of a chilled guy to fight anybody. Just, just fuck him off. I just know he wouldn't. You correct me if I'm wrong, Luke, if you've ever had a fight, but I don't think you have. Um, his, his face is too beautiful to have ever had a fight. Trust me. Um, so thank you very much for joining in. Um, comment away because we'll... Basically, we love comments, and you can comment more when we talk about our top 10 TV programs ever. Well, let's roll into that now. That's what's let's next. Do let's do it. We don't have a stink of this top 10, top 10 TV programs ever. Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, Jeremy, I had a list of 32 best TV shows ever. I had to whittle it down. Um, so we should explain so- why we're doing this because, uh, I explained it a little bit on Facebook, but uh, you know, Twitter being Twitter, I didn't have enough characters to explain it. Um, so let's explain it verbally now that in honor of the 10th episode of this show, we decided that we would do an impromptu top 10 because, you know, 10s are cool and 10. So yeah. we decided on the topic of top 10 television shows of our own. Yes kind of opinion subjective yes uh, <laughs> it's not somebody else's opinion no it's, it's, not not like, it's not like a critically acclaimed we've taken like the opinions of a hundred people we haven't polled it or anything it's just no, a, no, uh, no. let me think what do i like oh yeah that was fucking good let's put that on the list yes oh okay oh, Nic- uh nicholas brinkley on uh youtube has commented no mention and no the, kind mention. Of, the, tear, the kind of tear <laughs> coming sorry, from a bead of sweat it's because he's on youtube and you you can only see the facebook comments I can, so. I, yeah sorry nick go fuck yourself no i'm only kidding uh, no seriously no um yeah no nick i can only see the facebook ones no mention sad face nick 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 there you go nick um uh well nick you can join in yeah i can i can see it now it says no mention but hey there's plenty of stuff left in the episode for some controversial comments. Um, I can see Duff Valley says, my mate's a cop in Norfolk and said fights started around 4 a.m. That's a bit late for the fights to start. I should yeah. be in bed by 4 a.m. That's, That's late. That's tame. That's tame. That's, yeah. 
They must not have started at 9am in Norfolk like they did everywhere else. 7am in some places. Did they only go out at 3.30am? Just just like... Wish. Um, All right, sports, go. All right, go. Um, Right, so top 10. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got my number 10. Do you want to do yours first or mine first? You go first. you're, You're primed and ready. Go for it. My number 10 show of all time, and there were some honourable mentions here, but my number 10 best show of all time is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, what a fucking show that is. Sometimes when I look at these things, I had to go like, what has endured? What would I watch again? Some shows I loved, I will never watch again. But you could put me in front of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I'll watch it from start to finish again, and then start again. Buffy the Vampire Slayer has this Hogwartsian feeling that you want to be part of that gang, solving that fucking shit, and dicking around with magic, and being part of a secret, exclusive school club that everyone else gets to not be part of. Every show, it's a gem. And when you get to season two, and all the Spike stuff, and all the Angel stuff, and everything, it is absolutely brilliant. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of the best shows ever made. Uh, But it only made it to ten. So there you go. So you see, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, wonderful show. I love um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And actually, I was in like in high school when Buffy the Vampire Slayer had its run. Like it started when I was in year seven and ran then obviously throughout my entire right. secondary school run. So obviously I had that connection with it as well. But I have not watched it <coughs> since then. And I do have fond memories of it, but the reason it's, it's not on, on my Netflix list, I think, yeah, it's on something Prime, maybe. But so the reason I, it's not on my list is like... I just don't have enough memory of it. No, no, oh, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So what's your number 10, then? So uh, my number 10 uh, is Friends. Hey! What a because show! I, I kind of figure that, you know, that it's, a ti- it's kind of timeless. Like, it's still being broadcast relentlessly now and how long yeah when did it end 2004 so 16 years later it's still running somewhere the rights to broadcast it are still insane in cast people were livid that it was being removed from netflix in the states like surely you have the dvds or the blu-rays or something by now there are plenty of ways to watch this show stop getting livid that it's taken off one of them I know that it's on, yeah. like you can turn on any TV network, basically, and it's probably running somewhere. Yeah, um, I agree. Friends is an amazing show, iconic, so iconic, and so many of the things that they've said have passed into common parlance. Right when Phoebe says that he's found her lobster, I watched a show the other day where someone said, "Oh, she's found her lobster," and no one needed to ask what that. They didn't go, "What's he talking about?" They're just like their 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 rolodex of friends comments just went in. What I find is Absolutely. amazing is that number. It's like, you're absolutely right. It's an amazing show. Now, number yeah. 10 as well. What that tells me is I can't wait to see what your personal favorites are because that's like a nod to a wonderfully iconic show. Yeah. Um, like there are some words and- you can say and you can't not think of friends. Like you can't say the word pivot without <laughs> immediately. Some, If you could say it in a room, you guarantee that out of 20 people in that room, seven of them at least would go, pivot! Pivot! Um, by the way, maybe it should be higher, but like, uh, the other day I was watching a show with Isabeau, and there were just, these people were trying to, it was, oh, it's a show about some Belgians, uh, some Dutch guys going to live in France, and they're, tr- they're trying to get everything, they're trying to get a mattress up the stairs, and I went, pivot! And she looked at me, and I was like, oh, we, 
I've watched different things. Yeah. Oh my god! So uh, you've got some education to do. I know. That's she was happening. like, yeah. I know. Um, I know. Um, so that's a good choice. Um, shall I go to number nine? Do it. Yeah, this ultimate like this for a while. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh god, this was a hard one. So many things didn't make the grade. Uh, but my number nine is BoJack Horseman. Have you ever watched BoJack? I haven't, uh, but I have heard a lot of good things about it. it was, I wasn't going to put it in. It was going to be lost in the mists of all the other shows. But then I realised just what a perfect combination of um, of hysterically funny and poignant stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff in there which is really quite serious and really beautifully and artfully put. And it is just so sarcastic. I'm trying to think of the guy's name who plays Bojack. It's killing me. He's the guy who does that Lego show. What's the guy who was Batman in the Lego Batman? Oh, God. Oh. Uh, Will Arnett. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he it just makes that show. It's amazing. It's so funny. There's so many sharp comments in Bojack. And it's so bittersweet. And there are times when you're like, oh, this isn't. This isn't just a, a show that's a comedy show. There's some serious shit in here. I love that show so much. So BoJack had to make the list. It's one of the best shows. I mean, that's one of the ones I'm slightly uncertain about, actually, more I don't mention it, but I love BoJack. So can't, hey, it's a can't personal go list, list, man, if you like it. It is a personal list, but I bet you it might, might leave at some point at some point, but I do love it. So BoJack. BoJack, it's number nine. Okay. Maybe Buffy's better than it. I don't know now. Anyway. Uh, what are you going to say nine. number nine? Uh, my number nine is probably slightly controversial to some people because uh, while you can argue that this started really well, it did kind of taper off as it went on. But I I thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish and its subsequent return a few years later. My number nine is Prison Break. <laughs> I never watched it. Haven't never you? watched oh, okay. it. People love Prison Break. They dig Prison Break. Prison Break was the shit, especially in this first season. People yeah. like were hooked to Prison Break. It was one oh, of those were. first kind kind of American shows that came to television here fairly close to it broadcasting in the states. There wasn't a whole lot of a gap, and so it was slightly before oh. social media really kicked off as well. So it was it was definitely a water cooler kind of. Conversation oh, yeah, people show. Loved it. But like I, I was telling, I was saying to people like, "What's it about?" And they're like, "Well, it's a brother is in prison, and the other brother goes into prison to get him out of prison, and he has his like the map to the prison tattooed on it. I don't know if that's what happens. And he goes in, and he has to break him out. But then they're out, and then they have to get back into prison. It's just like, I'm. Um, I mean, for me, that was not enough. I never watched it. I just, <laughs> I also don't like. Really, I don't think I like prison dramas. That's it. Yeah, I watched two seasons I mean, of Orange's New Black. The problem, the problem with Prison Break is that they they broke too soon, <laughs> and that the the the, <laughs> the whole thing with the tattoos. It was a whole elaborate plan he had meticulously planned for every contingency of how he was going to break his brother out of the prison. But no, then they added this time element that meant he had to get him out by a certain date. And I yeah. think if they'd have just eliminated that. And spent four seasons of him, like you know, gradually executing the plan, getting the shit done, and then it happening. And there was a little bit of on the outside. Yeah. That, Once you've done the too thing much on the outside. that people want you to do, you're kind of done. It's a bit like yeah. in Friends, 
like once you put a couple to get that you can't unring that bell so once you're saying like prison break they're out everyone just goes oh they don't necessarily do that but prison i think broke. You, prison break once you uh, prison breaking bad they want to put those two shows together basically it's amazing he goes to prison because he dealt meth um anyway uh, yeah they once you the problem is you can't hold it too long otherwise people god this guy's never gonna get like he gets close to getting out and then a guard catches him and puts him back again you're like fuck me i can't watch two more seasons of this i don't know how it was never saw it um duff valley says uh they were both great in the flash and uh a show i haven't watched don't get me started in a good way about uh wentworth miller and dominic purcell in the flash because i i will probably talk about the flash until 9am tomorrow so let's let's not go down <laughs> maybe that i should watch this otherwise i won't know what you're talking <clears> about <throat> shall i go to number eight then number eight number eight uh my number eight is friends hey slightly higher than you had it but yeah um my number eight i mean i'm a little bit certain about uncertain about like numbers like nine to five or something like that but um Oh, God, Friends is such a wonderful show. For all the reasons you said earlier, I couldn't not put it on the list, especially a list of all-time top shows. Do you know, I had a guy, um, someone just thumbs it up, I think that was Katie, like, yes, fucking Friends, Friends. it's amazing. Friends, Friends. Friends is, I mean, it's undeniable. I had a friend of mine called Alex, also called Alex, who worked uh, a previous job, who fucking hated Friends. He was like, Friends? What? They all sit around in a coffee shop telling jokes. I'm like, yes. And it's brilliant. And he willfully and purposefully fucking hated it. And I was like, you are the only person in the world. Everyone adores Friends. It is beautiful. It is exquisite. It is a time when story and joke, and like we've got a lot of good comedy shows nowadays, but it is perfect. It, what somebody said to me the other day, and it's true, it doesn't date very well, doesn't, because there's a lot of kind of not progressive attitudes. Like Ross is super controlling. Yeah. Like, what's the episode where Ross gets a, a babysitter or a nanny and the nanny's a guy and he just can't handle that shit that this, there's a sensitive guy? And today our sensitivity would be like, Ross, you dickhead, what's wrong with you? And at the time, maybe we laugh with him. But I just don't blame a show no, for being, for being a product of its time. Absolutely. No, I don't know. And I just kind of go, I go, ha, oh, we never do that now. Ross is a bit of a dick. Yeah. Um, and like when he wants Ben to only like, like G.I. Joe and not having like the various bits and pieces like that shows Ross in a very bad light. But I kind of like hand wave that off because everything about that is just fucking perfect. perfect, yeah. Because perfect, it was, perfect it show. was progressive in so many other ways. So like you, you yeah. can't have it all. Like it was one of those iconic shows and there's been not really anything like it. When you look at shows that might be compared to it in terms of that, like big bang theory or how I met your mother, which are both excellent shows in their own way, especially how I met mm-hmm. your mother. I've never grasped it and maybe that's because it came out and never really watched it but i will put on friends at any point and love the episode i'm watching without i can do that with how i met your mother but every time i put on how i met your mother i'm constantly reminded of how the last season and the ending of it was complete and utter bullshit and it's tainted i've never my, watched it tainted that's my view of the hate. entire show do so. that. Do that. people told me that dexter ended badly and I, I mean, I didn't want to watch Dexter anyway, but people, hey, if you can't stick the landing, people won't forgive you. They there won't are forgive you. top quality shows that haven't made my list because the ending is total garbage. Hey, the I one do not forgive a shit of, ending. The one we're all thinking of hasn't made my list because it didn't, and not just because it didn't stick the landing, but we'll get to that. Um, 
if you're not clear what I'm talking about. But anyway, you probably are. But yeah, I agree. Friends, hey, friends made us. You, you, what, I can't remember, you say 10 and I said eight. Hey. Yeah. That's, there you that's go. our first repeat. It is. Let there be um, more. So you, what are you on? You're on eight. What's I'm on your eight. eight? Uh, my eight is another comedy. Um, and I'm I really being want to know. weird for me and throwing out a British comedy. Oh. Uh, my number eight is Faulty Towers. Oh, what a show! Oh my god, that's such a good choice. It's not on my list. I have to say, now it's not on my list, mate. You uh, really pulled out a banger there. There was there were reasons that I was that I almost left this off. Uh, notably, the fact that it's so short; its run was not very long. Like two seasons of it doesn't but need to be longer. It at the same time, exactly, it kind of did what it needed to do, and it left left you wanting more. Which perfect show things should do but i mean it was just so so on the button especially for the time and it's it it has in the same way friends does and maybe even worse than friends does has its kind of things that don't fly in a 21st century world but you again have to treat it as a product of its time and enjoy it for the kind of time capsule that it is but like it doesn't it's still really it is still really funny so incredibly funny and john cleese is perfect everyone's perfect that's such a great cast and there's an episode called the hotel inspectors which remains to this day like one of my favorite episodes of any show it's just exquisite where he is obsessed with the fact that three guys are going to turn up to judge his hotel and he keeps thinks of people different different people in fact i quoted that in the aisle of the wine because he's he's pretending he knows about wine and he goes and he says like a bordeaux uh, he says, some people wouldn't know a Bordeaux from a claret. And the guy says, a Bordeaux is a claret. He goes, well, yes, a Bordeaux is a And as I was walking through the wine but Obviously, aisle, obviously you and I know that. Uh, that. But some people wouldn't even know that. And um, I was in Carrefour yesterday, and I saw a sign that says Bordeaux, and I said, a-, a Bordeaux is a claret. To nobody, just to nobody <laughs> in the aisle, a Bordeaux is a claret. And like... It's that. It's that shit that makes me love these little things. That's why. I mean, we've, we we've got it. a lot of lists to go, but maybe the best TV shows are the ones that have all of these quotes and references that just live outside of the television. Yeah, right. But then, just like he had no idea when he wrote that, that like the effect. Can you imagine a legacy where he? Ooh, hold on a minute. <laughs> what the hell as I made my point, I like sprang to my thing. Yeah, can you imagine a show, a legacy where your people are just quoting your shit, and that's why Friends is so good. Mm. Um, <laughs> reading the mouse and the biscuits, I don't remember that bit. Um, don't mention the Germans. Oh, that's it. But that's a great episode. There's so many great episodes in that. Don't mention the um, war. Don't mention the war. I mentioned it once. I think I got away with it. Okay, so uh, do you want me to go to seven? Yes. So we can move on. Hey, do you know what? And K gets mentioned in this one. Um, seven for me is Stranger Things. This almost didn't make the list because there's so much fluidity between it. But I realized that Stranger Things is just one of the most perfect shows. I mean, I love it. I love every single season. And I've watched it again and again, which is always a good show. But like, I love the supernatural. I love the weird. I love the strange. And I love love stories. And this has fucking everything in it. And um, I've not seen it. Rem- so. It is brilliant. And when I was living in your, when I was trying to wait for my house to clear, and I was living in your house with Kay, me and Kay 
watched season three together and it was just such a wonderful time when we'd come home we cook food we'd sit down and it's one of these eternal memories i have of me and Kay is just like watching stranger things season three and i think she was like what's this and i'm like okay here's the, here's the quick version of season one and two let's go and then we watched it all together and it was just brilliant we we're just sitting there eating our curries just like what's it was amazing and i just like and then I, I remember i went to edinburgh last year with isabo and she hadn't seen it and we stayed up all night to watch season one like until like the lights until the, until light came up and she's like do you mind watching this a second time no of course i fucking don't it is brilliant stranger things what a show what a show and you see sometimes something's new right this is my problem it's a new show it's a recent show so it's in my recent memory and sometimes that can push things up higher than it naturally would but i don't th i think that stranger things will endure and by the time you get to the end of season three people are begging for a fourth season you know i know it's going to be made but like anyway so there you go Shout out to Kay. I think she, I'm pretty sure, yeah. She yeah, she's watching and she's uh, commented, oh, our time with Stranger Things. <laughs> I know, right? I know, it was okay. amazing. Fond memories. It was cool. It was. Uh, um, so uh, my number seven, uh, I've got lots of fond memories of watching this with various different people. And it's a show that has been on for a very long time. My number seven is South Park. <laughs> yes, what a show. And the what thing I love show. about South Park is how it's completely different from the show that it started as. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. how, how much you've watched South Park, especially recently, but obviously Not so much recently. it started as a show just about four kids and getting up to crazy, obscene shit that they really shouldn't have been doing and killing yeah. one of them every week. But now it's just this socio-political commentary on the world they're able to churn out episodes like in days so something can happen one week and there's an episode about it in south park the next it's and amazing. they're just still so on point taking the piss out of this stuff while making such salient points all the way through and for a show about you know some dickhead kids who swear and fart and are generally yeah which I don't know if it came under fire when it came out, although it certainly probably did, mainly because it's massively tasteless. They're all swearing. It's horrific stuff. They always go too far. Um, all this sort of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that people say, hey, we, this won't last. It will burn itself out. Lol, no, it never did. It never mm. will. It's just absolutely relentlessly good. It never, last never year, drops. For the entire season, uh, they had the hashtag cancel South Park on their own show for the entire run. <laughs> That's quite funny. And they they put I up this game as like seriously we want to we want to finish this and go on with our lives. Can we need to just start something else. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the problem is, you know, how can you not stick the landing if you're sticking the landing with every episode? Do you know what I mean by that? Like that yeah. if you are so succinctly perfect, then I mean, hey, they're allowed a bad episode. As far as I'm concerned, they should just make one. Just make a really shit episode on purpose. And of course, they'll be hilarious when they do. So they can't. It's brilliant. I totally agree with that. Um uh, and that was that your seven? Yes. So uh... can I flow on quickly because my six is South Park. <laughs> okay. I had to move on quickly because I want to talk, keep talking about it. But like, I remember watching South Park when it came out, and I saw a friend of mine. We went to live action role play together, and I saw him, and he was talking to me, and we hadn't seen each other for a long time, and he was like, "I love South Park," and I just wanted to say to you, one of my enduring memories this guy had of me was of me going on like a uh how old would i have been in 1999 i don't know like i uh, can't even add up 
uh, maths, but like, I don't know, like 21 or something like that. And he was like, you went on about it constantly. So I just went begrudgingly, this friend of mine just started to watch it. And when I saw him years later, he was like, that will be my eternal memory of getting into that show. Thanks so much. And even from the start to the finish, I think you, if, if South Park was a book, you could open it anywhere, much like Friends, and still and find it funny. It is yeah. insane how genius that show is. Mm. Like, because what you, like you say, they take an idea, but it's not just an idea that's recent. They then have to find something funny about it. And you can't just come up with funny that quickly. But they do every can. time. They can! What a show! And by the way, Jeremy, I haven't watched this show for a while now, but I know that I could pick any episode and absolutely love it. And this it's brilliant. And uh, Trey Parker and Matt, Matt Stone obviously made the Book of Mormon as well. Yes. So like they themselves beyond South Park. Yeah. I mean, we obviously mentioned, genius. we've spoken about musicals already and mentioned that I'm obviously not anywhere near as into musicals as you, but my <clears throat> favorite musical of all time is the South Park movie. That's such a good. Well, this is it, isn't it? Um, that's such a great. That's such a great movie. Like that's something that you know when when famous TV shows make a film like and The it Simpsons suck. It doesn't, and like, and they sh they sometimes do, and it doesn't suck. That should tell you something. In a similar way, Buffy had a musical episode, and that Buffy musical episode is better than a lot of musicals. Like they just went, shall we just write a musical episode? And it was just so outstanding. You have to give people this, like Josh Whedon, in this case, Matt Parker and Trey Stone, who are like, just churn stuff out. How do you drop content like that? I don't understand it. So yeah, South Park for me. Yeah, I just, the thing about it is that it's not one of those things where I like, I haven't watched South Park for ages, but it's like friends, you can't deny it. It's going to be in our lexicon forever and ever and ever. Um, that's what I think anyway. Wow. Shall I uh, drop in my number go. six then? As Tim Powell just joined. Point. Just saying hello to Tim. Hello, Tim. You've joined us while we're doing If you just joined us now, like Tim has, um, we're going through our favorite TV programs ever. Uh, Tim top did 10. an entire top 10. Top 10. I look like five. I can't get my hands on the damn screen. Um, Tim did an entire degree bit about The Office. Will The Office be in there? <sighs> I don't know. I can't tell you yet. So number six, Jeremy. My number six is 24. Yeah, I knew it'd be in there. I've been waiting for 24 <laughs> to come in. This is one of my I, eternal memories of you. It's like how much you love 24. I love 24. Yeah. Uh, throughout, for the whole damn thing, even 24 Legacy when it's not Jack Bauer, I love 24. And I have several uh, enduring memories of 24. The most notable of them uh, being that in the early stages of uh, my relationship with my now wife, uh, she was trying to like get me to come over to her house. Like she had parties and just general gatherings and things like that. And she'd be like, "Right, you coming over?" I'm like, um, um, "Yeah, in an hour. Um, <laughs> Twenty fours on. I'm gonna watch that, and then I'll come over." <laughs> I, love, I can't imagine what she was saying. I, I love it how she's trying to compete with Jack Bauer at that point. You can't compete with Jack Bauer. Are you, are you going out with her at that stage? Or is that like she's trying to entice you over? She's enticing for sure. Oh, uh, Karis, man. If you can't beat, tell me where the bomb is. Um, uh, I, do you know what? Uh, it's a great show. It's like, I didn't watch as much as you. I think I stopped on season four or whatever, one of the many nuclear episodes, but. 
It is a great show. It's not on my list. I'll say the internet now. 24 didn't make my list. Sorry about that, but it is a fantastic show. Yeah, um, I could I could watch it start to finish again at any point. And I might. Yeah, maybe you will. Maybe, I maybe will. I'll be there. <laughs> um, in which case, let's... Hey, does that mean... Have I got to number five? Yeah, five. We are halfway. I can't help feeling like everyone in their head has top films in their head, top TV shows in their head that I just like will never leave. So some of these are really obvious for me. But my number five, what is my number five? Oh, my number five. Hey, by the way, there are so many unbelievably on-point comedies now. It feels like comedy is just getting better and better and better. I don't mention it. It doesn't even make an honorable mention, but something like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia really cracking show this is not what i'm saying but like there's so many good ones like curb your enthusiasm out there and all these great things but nothing right now for me beats brooklyn 99 i think brooklyn 99 which is in my fifth number five spot brooklyn 99 is one of the best shows i've ever seen it just like south park it never gets shit it just gets better i watched it i was like i watched a few episodes of it i'm like this is really good and then i never went back to it and then i did a massive binge of it and it just gets better and it never sucks every single person in that cast is a heavyweight they're all pulling their weight it is genius it's just like you see a tv show sometimes and you're like well, one person is okay or i don't care about that person that is such an ensemble cast comedy in the best way i fucking love it i love it and not just for andy sandberg it's just genius but andy sandberg is definitely the standout of brooklyn 99 uh... him and the guy who plays captain holt who has some of the best lines so they all get a chance to shine they all get a chance to shine and it's a lot of people do that now that shot to nothing comedy where they kind of like say awful things to no retort and they're just kind of a lot of them just saying outrageous stuff it is brilliant and what i love about it and i know duncan would agree with this is like they all stick their characters the whole time you know where you are with each of their characters you know what Boyle's gonna say you know like you know what like uh, Santiago's gonna say you know all these things what a show Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh I couldn't not it started going higher and higher and higher on the list I'm like oh it's just an amazing show but the Memphis, so there you go for me number five. Oh, your wife's joined she's watching this that's lovely um Brooklyn Nine-Nine number five what you got number five? Oh, by the way do you like Brooklyn number five Brooklyn Nine-Nine I do like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, nowhere near to the same, same level as you, no. Um, and I've, I've kind of watched it in dribs and drabs, but I haven't got past the first season yet, really. And I don't know what mm. it is that that stops me every time, because I'm not going... I'd never go, I'm not enjoying this. I'm going to stop watching it. I just kind of watch a chunk of episodes, and then I forget. I don't know what the deal is, but... There's loads of shows like that where you're like, oh, did I never go back to Seinfeld? Why did I never go back to Seinfeld? Seinfeld's going to be one of the greatest things of all time. Why am I not watching it? Um, who can say? Seinfeld's not on my list. Sorry, Seinfeld. So my number five, um, and the difficulty here was uh, one of these types of show had to be on my list. And so I had to pick my favorite of them all. Your these types of shows. These types of shows being uh, DC superhero shows. Okay, yeah. Uh, my number five is Arrow. All <laughs> ah, right, yeah. Okay. Okay, I've never seen Arrow. Okay. So in terms of the, the newer generation of DC television, obviously there have been previous TV shows 
based on DC characters for forever and ever, amen. But the new generation of them all started with Arrow, so much so that the universe that they exist in is now called the Arrowverse. That is how they're referred to. So all of these shows, Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Supergirl. Legends of Tomorrow, um, Constantine, uh, that didn't quite make it, and several others that have just kind of dipped their toe in and and been there at least for a little bit are all based in this arrow does gotham go in that uh it's been retconned into it okay oh really okay right sure yeah um so it kind of started it all off and it got me into dc i'd i think i've mentioned this to you before but i'd grown up i'd never seen a batman movie I'd never seen a Superman movie. I just really wow. hadn't seen any of these kinds of things. And Arrow hooked me, notably because it was it, he wasn't a superhero. He's just a regular guy who, through circumstances, learns to be a complete and utter badass <laughs> and goes on a mission of justice, fucking people up that totally fucking deserve it. I love Vigilant- it. Well... Vigilante's rule, man. Gotta love a vigilante. I would watch that. Do you know what? Petty, who I keep mentioning his real name, but I don't care. Um, he loves that too, but he always has this criticism of different writers writing different things. It's the same in Buffy. He'll like, he gets really hung up on like, hey, this week Spike was really powerful. Next week, this he wasn't. What's going on? And he feels that way about Arrow. I think it's like, sometimes it's like Arrow's like, hey, I don't know if there's a thing where like Arrow won't kill someone. Then does or something like that. No, I don't know it's what the they... opposite. There was the deal where oh, Arrow would, would fucking kill everyone, and then all of a sudden decided he wouldn't kill anyone, and then it was a dilemma <laughs> yeah, whether he would kill someone again. But um, and then he did. Yeah, hopefully he did. No, the general consensus of Arrow is that it has it's it's finished now, but it has tapered off as it's gone. But to those people, I say go fuck yourself. It's brilliant from start <laughs> to finish, and you can't. You, I will die on this hill. You cannot convince me no, this is the there is any point on. of Arrow that is wrong. Okay, listen. I will watch Arrow then. I mean, yeah. I've, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I will that watch was your number it with five. you. I will watch it again. Oh, oh, let's do it. Yeah, Arrow watching. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, sometimes I wonder about people who have a limited amount of ammunition. It's like, the who's the guy in Marvel? Who's the Avengers guy who's... The, the guy with the arrows. I don't really watch a lot of that sort of stuff, so I don't remember. But it's Jeremy Ren. It's Jeremy Hawkeye? Renner's character, Hawkeye. Yeah, that's it. Because everyone from DC to Marvel had to have somebody that was slightly similar. But like Hawkeye's like must go. I, I swear I saw a Saturday Night Live thing where he just goes through six arrows and then he's just got no arrows left. What do you do at that point? Throw your bow at him? I mean, you've got to have a renewable source of how do they do? I don't want to ask. Um, so that's a good question, really, isn't it? Like, hey, I came out with 20 arrows today and there were 50 creatures I had to shoot. So 30 of them fucking killed me. Um, I don't know what happened about that. Maybe I killed one with a quiver. Number four. Wow, we're getting down to it now. God knows really how we're are. doing for time. Number four. My number four. Wow, top four. How did Brooklyn Nine-Nine make it to top five? When you find out what I don't have on this list, you'll probably question that. Number four, in my love of the bizarre, the supernatural, the quirky, and the brilliant, number four, let me just make sure I haven't got this wrong. Number four is Twin Peaks. Like, Twin Peaks is one of the best shows I've ever seen. I think 
the problem that I might level at it myself is that they tried to bring it back about 25 years later, i.e. just like a couple of years ago. And I never really, I think David Lynch may have lynchified himself too much because the season one and season two of Twin Peaks are beautiful, like and absolutely beautiful. And if you've never watched it, it was like a 1990s murder mystery thing. Uh, who kills Laura Palmer? From the very first episode, they find Laura Palmer's dead body. And the whole thing is who killed Laura Palmer in this sleepy town of Twin Peaks. And everyone seems to have a reason. And it's strange. It's cult. It's massively supernatural. It's got those hints of stranger things that, that they are doing as well. You know, this strange, what is going on in this small town? There's always something. And what is it about Laura Palmer that we don't know? Was she just a prom queen and everyone, that everyone loved? Or was there more to her? And it is strange. It's cultish. It's weird. It's quotable. It's wonderful. So I can't not have Twin Peaks on my list. Twin Peaks is a beautiful show. And everyone should watch seasons one and two. Uh, and, uh, and, but this comes down to another thing, which is if you like David Lynch. Because David Lynch has produced some crazy fucking shit. Like Mulholland Drive a film that doesn't really make any fucking sense and lost highway, a film that doesn't really make any fucking sense. I think we watched, did we watch blue velvet? We on our did film regressively. Hey, by the way, I got halfway through that one time. I did really like blue velvet because it made a little bit more sense, but David Lynch wrote twin peaks. So if you like David Lynch and all the things I've just mentioned, give twin peaks a go. And if you say something like you don't like blue velvet, probably don't watch Twin Peaks. But um, it's a there little, we go, it, by the way, it's not it's not as difficult to understand as his other crazy crap. Anyway, there you go. Twin Peaks, yay. Kay, Kay likes Twin Peaks. Now, well, you know, of course she does. Oh, there you go. A woman of very good taste. You, you said um, it was uh, very Stranger Things-like, so you're, you're it in a is, it is Strange and weird and strange and brilliant. And by the she, way, like... She says Log Lady. Log <laughs> That is such a strange thing. There's a woman who just has a log the whole time. Like, he's not afraid to have crazy characters. The log lady is just a woman that carries a log. Like, Carl McLaughlin, who's the guy from Blue Velvet, the young guy in Blue Velvet, is is um, the FBI investigator. And every scene he's on, every time he's on screen, it's gold. Absolute gold. That show is just worth it just to watch Carl McLaughlin. Um, there you go. Number four. That's what I'm saying. Twin Peaks. Go and watch it if you've never seen it. Cool. It's fucking weird. Uh, you've probably been expecting my number four uh, for quite some time. Uh, it's been mentioned on this podcast once before already. Uh, my number four is House. House! What people say when they've got bingo sometimes, but not in this case. House. House. House MD. Oh, wow, starring mate. Hugh Laurie. Oh. Mate, I love House. And you should too. And I know that you don't. So don't. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. I think I told you why why you were wrong. Yeah, I was wrong before. And don't get me started when you made me talk about House. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. I can't even remember what I did in that segment. We did talk about House. You yeah. did talk about House. But House is masterful in that it is a medical drama that most of the time is not a fucking medical drama. Because Always good to hear. it had it has hallmarks of things like CSI, where basically it becomes a forensic investigation of what the fuck is wrong with the person who is like the the ill person of the week. Yeah, it, the cast of characters are fantastic and diverse, and they hold no 
shots back in terms of ripping the fuck out of these people for the things that they might have weaknesses for. Like, yeah. House doesn't hold back from being outrageously racist towards Omar Epps's character, but in the <laughs> in the most unracist kind of way. Like, he does all of these things to push them on to help them mm. like die to help him diagnose what's wrong with these people and he just torments these people all the way through the show <laughs> in a hilarious kind of way but the more with you hilarious consequences but the more the more you get to know house and you like buy into his character and you learn more about him you start to understand why he is the way he is and when he does something that is completely and obviously outrageous but yeah, that's just house. That's just how he is. And you accept that. I, 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 I don't think I'll ever go back to it, given the weight of shows I need to watch that I haven't watched. I did have season one of House, and I watched, I don't know, about eight episodes of it, but in the end, I found it too formulaic to watch. But It is somewhat know. formulaic, I'm, but it also I'm then has... medical drama anyway. Medical drama guy anyway, except I have started watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Uh, so... I mean, Mate, if, if you're watching Grey's Anatomy, yeah. you you need to ditch that for House. Is all I'm saying. No, like, no, that's... I love Grey's. I like Grey's more than I like House. There, I said it, but I don't like either massively, so it doesn't matter. Let's um, move on to th- number three before you make me cry. <laughs> top three, top three shows. Oh my god, so many shows didn't make this list. I don't know what you think is going to be on there, but here's the thing: when I had to think about this, this show has to make it. My number three show of all time is Arrested Development. Now, Arrested Development is absolute genius comedy. It made it higher than South Park, which is surprising for me, really, now that I think about it out loud, um, because South Park's fucking genius. But I Arrested Development, I've got a friend of mine called Mike, who probably won't be watching this, but if he is, he's going to be spitting fucking teeth because he hates Arrested Development. And I absolutely adore Arrested Development. It's... um, if you haven't seen Arrested Development, it's um, it's a Jason Bateman vehicle who's now in like things like Ozark, and he's in a whole bunch of other things like horrible bosses. And you see him in like things like Game Night. There's a film called Game Night that came out. So like, so Jason Bateman is one of those eternal kind of like goofy kind of guys. Crops up in a lot of films, but he is Arrested Development's about a development firm. They're making houses, which has been stopped. I hence Arrested Development, but also all the people in the cast are in a state of Arrested Development. They've never grown up. They've been given everything on a plate, and he's the one family member who's desperately holding everything together, although he is massively flawed as well. And it has so many beautiful lines, so many callbacks, so much reincorporation, so many beautiful Easter eggs. It is a sublime mix of stuff. You will, If you've watched it, You've missed stuff. There's stuff in there you haven't seen. I haven't watched it. I feel like I've watched the first episode. Is there a... In the first episode, is there a bit where they're like at a yacht party or something? (laughs) Yeah, a boat party. Yeah, they are in a boat party. I I couldn't get into the show and I I didn't progress beyond the first episode. I couldn't tell you why I didn't like it, but... Um, It was quite There is something about it. It rewards you exponentially i would say because with every cumulative episode it's probably it's a bit like archer not least if that archer doesn't make my list although archer is sublime as well but it's got the same some of the same cast in there i think definitely the mother is there as well these acerbic awful people live in this snobbish out of touch life 
which they're not entitled to and they can't afford now because the dad goes to prison in the first episode. And it's just, it's awful, but it, everything about it is perfect and everything links. It's, you've got episodes linking to other episodes, things that get said, callbacks, similar characters, uh, similar phrases get said, catchphrases. Will Arnett of Bojack Horseman is in it. Brilliant. Oh, He's okay. carrying that show. I mean, that, I saying the whole show is amazing, but he is really a, a standout guy in that show. Arrested Development is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece of comedy. And it is, when it, it piles up and piles and piles up, you kind of, I think, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Hands down. Better than Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is unbelievable for me. But that, so I can't have it not on there. Fucking love Arrested Development, number three. Number three. And I'm in- interested to know what your number three is now. Well, my number three, you've probably been waiting for it to turn up for the entire time. And it's it's not going to... Well, yeah, because that's how numbers work. And we've yes. gradually got through them. And three is the next progression, obviously. But yes. what I mean to say is this show is probably not going to be on many people's top 10 lists. And when you, if you were to look at it objectively... Maybe it should be because of how long it's lasted and what has happened with it and the kind of impact it's made on popular culture in general. But my number three, unsurprisingly to many people, is Power Rangers. Power Rangers! I was waiting for this. For... <laughs> yeah, of course it's in there. It was inevitable, obviously. But I mean, obviously it's, it's a children's show. But it's a children's show that has lasted now for 27 seasons. It has been on for 26, 27, 28, something, 20 something very long time years. So it's outlasted not only a majority of other children's shows, it's outlasted some of the powerhouse television shows that are out there. It's longer than Law and Order, it's longer than CSI. You know, all of these shows that have that had long runs, it's shat all over them with its length of run. It's reinvented itself time after time after time. Yeah. And yeah, I obviously really dig it if that kind of wasn't obvious. Yeah, well, this is a list for you, you know. It won't appear on my list. I never I've ever watched yeah. any Power Rangers. Yeah. And I'm not saying <laughs> that anybody should go out there. And just go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in, into a new TV series. I'm going to watch Power Rangers. Because it's very much a, you know, an of-its-time kind of thing. Yeah. And it's something that you carry through from your childhood. If you didn't watch it when you were a kid, it's not something, you know, in your 20s, 30s, or 40s, now. you're going to go, oh, I'm just going to start watching Power Rangers. Some of its, you know, Japanese counterparts or similars, maybe. But Power Rangers itself... No, not so much. And I completely recognize that. I like how Kay, I can't mention what Kay's comment is because it contravenes our rule from the beginning of the episode. But I mm-hmm. love how she's just like, oh, wait, no, he can't say that. Yeah, um, it's, on the, it's on the screen. It's a, you, can, you can read the comment. But yeah, uh, we, we did it. make the, the lists easier for ourselves by not having any of those shows just on Just one easier for me. Because yeah. Yeah, let yeah. me say that three of the top 10 would have been those things if they yeah. were applicable for this episode. So, yeah. So yeah, that's my number three. Good choice. Good choice. Um, so I get to number, Oh my God. Number two. What number have I got? Two. Oh shit, son. 
by God, there's so many great prestige dramas out there. Loads of great things that have been made, largely by HBO. They make a lot of good shows. Um, yeah. I mean, when you look at some of those, I mean, no. Well, hey, you can tell me in a minute. This could have been number one. This show is perfect from end to end. And I mean it. Even that last episode, controversial it is, it is. My number two show of all time is The Sopranos. Fuck you, man. You said it. I fucking love The Sopranos. Even now, some big HBO dramas do not endure they will not stay with us you will forget about them and you won't care about them anymore you won't even remember what the plot was but that cannot be said of the sopranos which is not only a beautiful gangster kind of like drama and things like that but it's exquisite in terms of the character development and especially in tony soprano everything about it is beautifully put together his you see from season to season his role as like father as husband as friend as colleague as kind of mob boss struggling to do all these sort of things all the guys in that i mean they're such assholes it's stylish the music they choose the shots the look everything down to everything it is perfect nothing is wasted in that show it is a perfect fabergé egg of a of an hbo of hbo prestige drama and it is going to stand the test of time it ended when it needed to end i mean there's things you could take out of it it does um sopranos will always be one of the most perfect shows ever made See, I mentioned at the beginning of this list that there were shows that didn't make my top 10 because the ending was complete and utter bullshit. And The Sopranos is one of those shows because that ending. That ending. Like, fuck you, honestly. Go fuck yourself. That ending was complete and utter nonsense. It's like, and they all lived happily ever after. Like, it's, it's that fucking kind of drivel like i get I angry thinking about the end of the sopranos I and you're disagree. right it's masterful from start to almost finish but <laughs> that that last 30 seconds negates everything that they did about the entire run i, I hate i hate 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 the ending of the sopranos i think you should uh, watch it again it in says, much the same way in much the same way uh, as hbo also ruined the wire with its ending yeah right you know um what i will say i don't want to get like we could go on for a while on this one but i think the ending to sopranos is perfect it's absolutely perfect and i'll say reason why one of these things is that like i don't know when i'm looking for something stylish i would i didn't want a big shootout ending because i feel then it's like blah 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 and the whole thing feels a lack of style which we've had the whole time in sopranos but we've always seen the sopranos from tony's point of view and you always get this kind of i spoke to somebody about it it's like tony doesn't die i mean I, it's hard to discuss the ending of sopranos now if you've not watched sopranos we're kind of talking about the ending maybe i shouldn't say anything about that we're kind of into it now i don't know whether hey fuck that this show came out ages ago Absolutely, if you haven't watched the yeah. sopranos by now you are off i mean it doesn't matter right. uh, the last shot of the sopranos is a cut to black and a lot of people including jeremy fucking hate that shit but I love it. I think it looks really cool. I think that we always think that Tony is going to live forever, but he is just as likely to die as any of the rest of the cast. We've seen it from his point of view, his perspective the whole time. And I like to think of it as a stylish way of saying he looks to his right at this guy and he's, you suddenly see 
for the first time what it's like to be Tony Soprano. This constant feeling that he can't even enjoy a night out with his family because someone probably wants to kill him. He looks just right, he looks back, he looks across, and that's the last we see of him. And I just think it's a very crisp and beautiful way of kind of ending him um, without needing to have some sort of blam, 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 blam kind of thing. I just think it's a really neat uh, way of kind of telling that story. And I love it for it. But it's massively controversial. And like many things, the fans will love it. No, that's not true. Some people will love it, some people will hate it. But I think it's beautiful. And I think it's foreshadowed because I think it's David Chase who did it. But like he says, everything you need is in that last episode, the last few episodes. And I think Sal says at one point, um, is it Sal? I'm trying to remember the, oh, Silvio, yeah. It's still, he says like, you hear, you, I've heard when it comes, when the shot comes to get you, you don't hear it when it comes. You don't hear it when it comes. There's an episode, a few episodes before, where that seals at dinner with everybody, and then like the whole sound drops out of it, and there's just blood on his face, and then it all speeds up again to real time again, and the guy next to him has been shot because someone came in and shot him right next to him, and it foreshadows this feeling like when it comes, you don't hear it, and I I really feel fervently that's why that episode ends the way it does like that, but. I don't know if that's convinced you or whether you still not, fucking not hate even it. remotely. I still fucking hate it. I am I am unconvincible about this point, I'm afraid. Watch it again. No, it's never gonna happen. Okay. All right. All right, all right, all right. Please tell me what your number two is, because I'm itching to know. So my number two I Sopranos. I it's not the Sopranos, but I watched it fearing that it would have the same kind of problem because I'm watching it all the way through. I watched it not during its run, but afterwards. So I could binge watch the entire thing. And I was worried. I was like, how do you end this show? Like I hate a bad ending. How are you going to end this show? I, I cannot deal with the idea of this, this show ending badly. I know which show you're talking about as well. I know what you're talking about. Do yeah, I do. I absolutely know which show you're talking about. And it ends, it does end satisfactorily. It, they nail that ending. It I'm so does. certain. Okay, we'll, we'll see. Uh, do, you tell you what, do you want to guess? Oh, no, okay. No, guess. Go on, guess. You tell me. Okay. I think, I think for you it's Breaking Bad. It is not Breaking Bad. I think you're going to say, oh, motherfucker. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, what are you saying? What are you thinking of then? Uh, What's your number, number two? two is Sons of Anarchy. Oh, man, I've never seen that show. I, n- I know, wait, I've watched three episodes of that show. Go for it, man, go for it. Like, Sons of Anarchy is brutal and sickening and horrific, but it's just such a masterpiece of storytelling. The characters are incredible. It takes you, like, moments to get on board with some very despicable but also very honorable people like it's about a biker gang who you know make their money running drugs running weapons like generally extorting people and being you know outrageous bullies to the community but at the same time they look after their community they look after their own nobody yeah. goes wanting in charming all the businesses are are looked after they make sure that you know none of the violence and shit that goes down happens like on their doorstep 
Yeah. And it's just things like that that really endear the characters, even though they're such absolute dickheads. Yeah. And you have that all the way through. And much in the same way that The Sopranos uh, kind of set the standard of all bets are off in terms of are any of these characters going to live or die? They could die yeah. the next episode and it could come out of nowhere. That's very much the case in Sons of Anarchy as well. And the the main character, Jax Teller, it tells the story from his perspective. Yeah. And it comes all the way through and it ends with the culmination of his story. And you wonder how that's going to happen. And it happens now I'm in really the most curious, wonderful I'm, way. I've never watched, please don't spoel it now, because actually I might watch this show. You I've really, really should this. watch Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. And it's, it's since had uh, a spin-off uh, called Mayans, which is, is still going. And that's just as good, in my opinion. Wow. People love Sons of Anarchy. I mean, that was a big show. People loved Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Um, let me just see if I got some, just checking messages. Blah, 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 blah. No. Um, um, yeah, I will watch. I, I can give that a go. I don't know what it's on, but I can give it a go. It's on Netflix. Oh, well, there you All go. Easy mode. There. Perfect. That was your number two. It was. Wow. Hey, there's stuff we're leaving out here. I mean, you've, I've there got to number is. one now, and there's stuff I have to drop. And I just feel like totally fine with that. Given that I've got to number one and there's loads of shows I haven't mentioned, I stand by my decision of leaving them the fuck out. I just, I just can't. I just don't think some of these shows are going to be there forever. And even now I'm not that fussed about it. Like we mentioned The Wire, which is such a fucking brilliant show. But the last season just throws it away. Yeah. It, I can't even remember half the stuff that happens in The Wire. Um, do I, oh wait, we're down to one. Shall I do honorable mentions now? Or should I do that after number one? Yeah, let's do, do honorable mentions now. Yeah, why not? Honorable mentions. Um, what have I got on my list? Like things that I never thought that I thought might make it, especially in comedy, because it seems to be a division between that. Like community. I love community. Community is another exquisite arrested development-esque Easter egg ridden reincorporation, beautiful show. So many funny things, individual brilliant characters, but I just couldn't fit it in in the end. It's like so many shows I like, which have season one of something which is brilliant, and the rest I didn't care for or never watched. Season one of True Detective, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But I can't stick it on a list when I've never seen the rest of it and didn't care for it. It's like season one of The Sinner, Twin Peaksy, and beautiful. Season one of The Sinner, which is on Netflix, is perfect absolutely perfect from start to finish but i can't put it on my list it doesn't endure enough really and it isn't big enough and the other series aren't as good enough so yeah community could have made it there cinema could have made it there um and basically i'm not going to mention it now because it's going to be too much of an obvious thing of the things that i'm not mentioning when we get to one but there are so many things going on. what do you have as an honorable mention uh, so i've got a couple of honorable mentions I, I feel slightly remiss not putting any of the csi series in this list yeah. um and of them all my favorite is csi new york but i i couldn't put one in and not any of the others so yeah. i left them all out yeah. basically yeah, fair enough. It's, it's uh, the, fair enough. the the other the, there are two more shows that i wanted to put in this list but couldn't quite do it uh the first is law and order 
especially Law and Order UK, because I I thought that was fantastic. Um, but I've very recently started watching the original American Law and Order, Law and Order, through, and I'm on the third season, mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying it. And I think by the end, it would be in this list, but I'm just not far enough through it yet. Uh, uh, Sean says the Masked Singer. Yeah, man, that's a <laughs> well, that's definitely that an honourable mention. Yeah, the Masked Singer. You're right about that. What a show! What a show! It doesn't make it my list either. Um, uh, and oh. my last honourable mention uh, is is a show you've probably never seen, and a lot of people have probably never seen. It's Blue Bloods, which is a a family yeah, based cop drama uh, that's not seeing it's. Eleventh season, this uh, this fall. Wow! So and it's a good yeah, one. Tom that. Tom Selleck and um, uh, Jenny McCarthy's husband, Donnie Warburg. Donnie Warburg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very good show. Does a lot of kind of soul searching in the American police force, and it's interesting watching it concurrent to all of the stuff that's happened over the last 10 years with protests against the police and black lives matter and all that kind of thing. So very much so it's, it's very interesting <laughs> to watch it from that perspective. So yeah, those are my, my honorables. Yeah. I think I could have gone on forever with my honorables, given how many other shows there like that never made it like Rick and Morty or I'll tell you what never made it was like the haunting of Hill house, but these are exquisite one-offs. I don't know if I can compare them. It's like the one I would say the biggest honourable mention for me is a show I love, which is The Living and the Dead, which is a one-off kind of thing which never went anywhere else, but it is a perfect story. Living and the Dead, which is a BBC thing with a guy who was in Merlin and was later on The Fall. I can't remember the, the actor's name. But yeah, it's an honourable mention. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful one-off, but I, I, it will never be as good as what's at number one, Jeremy. Well, before, before you go on, can I jump in and take the number one position first? Is that okay? Yeah, you can. If you uh, hey, do what you want, man. Absolutely. And I'd like I'd like to give you the opportunity to guess it once more, if you would. Oh yeah, because now I guess Breaking Bad. I'm trying to think of what this might be. Can I have a quick look at my list? Uh, things that may be made of. Oh well, I I don't know if you watched that. Um, okay, do you know what? You're I'm gonna guess us. Breaking. I'm gonna guess Breaking Bad. Say it. It is the number one <laughs> is Breaking Bad. What a show. It is what amazing. a show. Yeah. It makes a lot of the, people's number one. And I can see why you thought that because, yeah, much in the same way as how is this going to end. And it does end perfectly. It does know, end perfectly. I know a lot of people weren't happy with, with that ending as well, but it ends perfectly. It, I, don't, I don't really see any other way out of, of the situation yeah. that Walter White got himself into. Uh, but it also left possibilities with some of the other characters if they wanted to go into a spin-off. And obviously yeah. we've had the spin-off of Better Call Saul, which in itself is a fantastic show that's yeah. completely different to Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um I do think the ending for Breaking Bad is beautiful, especially with um God, I can't remember the characters' names anymore. But the other guy, the guy that gets played by the, you know, his sidekick guy, his name, I literally can't remember any of the guys. Jesse. In it, but Jesse, when Jesse leaves, I mean, Jesse has lost absolutely everything. And I remember vividly, I will never forget, he's driving away. He's driving away and he's elated at driving away. 
because he's free, but he is his tears are flowing down his face. I don't know how that actor does that. It is mm. perfect. I have never. It's in my head now. It's brilliant. What an ending to what an amazing fucking show. It is yeah. brilliant. Didn't make my list, unfortunately. Wow. Probably might should have done. I know. I know. But you've picked a good one there. What a show. What a show. Um, I don't know. I mean, I really wanted to put it on there, but it never made it. It probably should have done, really, given I can't. I don't know why I, can, I can't put it in. What is it? Better than Buffy? Probably. Yeah. So Buffy can fuck off. But how? No, I love Buffy. Who's to say? Who's to say? It couldn't make it. Partly, I did wonder whether, for me, with Mars Singer, when I was watching it, I loved it. But since then, it has kind of slid down my memory of things. Like, I don't quite... I know I loved it, but I, it hasn't endured in the same way something like The Sopranos has. It hasn't stuck. You know? Um, it is a wonderful show. Good. Hey, I wondered if it would make it to number one. There's lots of things that make it. Um, but no, I didn't do that for number one. My number one... Um, there's so many shows we haven't mentioned. Can I guess your number one? Yes, you can. Okay. Yes, you can. Hey, you've got so much to work with as well. I know. Are, I, actually, there are a lot of shows that we've we've spoken about that I know you love that haven't made this list. So, but I think this yeah. one. Uh, Don't overthink it. Is your is your number one? Your number one has to be The West Wing. Oh, get in! Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, my number one's The West Wing. What a fucking show! Hey, fair play, mate. You could have picked because you could have gone for something like Westworld or something like that, which never made the top ten at all, scarily. Or Game of Thrones, which never made it either. Or The Wire, which never made it. Um, fuck me. The West Wing is one of the most perfect shows ever made. It is beautiful, quotable, brilliantly written, and perfect for our times now when you're like putting up with a shitty president. When you could have Bartlett. Oh. I could watch that show over and over and over again. Every episode, every season has like 24 episodes in it back before people thought 10 or eight would be a good idea. And there's a lot of schmaltz in there. There's a lot of kind of God bless America in there, but I don't fault any of it. It is perfect. Characters are beautiful. They're all super intelligent. They're all everything you want them to be. They're all right. You're with them every step of the way. It is a perfect show. Um, Oh, what a show. And sometimes it comes up as little clips through my, you know, when you're watching uh, Facebook and you see a little clip yeah, of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it'll be a clip of West Wing because I like it. So it comes up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember the episode. It was perfect. Oh, yeah, I remember the episode. I just watch clips and clips and clips and clips of it because what it does very well is um, it just kind of these little, these little one bit of episode. You're like, fucking get in. Come on, fucking get in. Oh, I love it. The West Wing. What a show. If you haven't seen The West Wing, Oh my Which man. I, I haven't, but it's, it's, seven it's definitely seasons. on my list. Definitely seven list. seasons of 24 episodes. What is that? Seven times 24. I can't even do that maths. It's amazing. And you'll never regret it. And one of the best things about that, I can't get into right now, but like some of the things just pay off right at the end. Oh my God. Everyone is brilliant in that show. That show. Oh, and I, you know, when we're coming up with these lists, I thought, what's my number one? No doubt, went to the top of the straightaway, bam, without a shadow of a doubt. Better than Game of Thrones, never made it. Game of Thrones didn't stick the landing, did it? We all know that. Well, I, I haven't got beyond the third season of Game of Thrones, so I, you know, I couldn't put that in there, having not seen the whole thing. So there you go. Shameless, says Stephen. Are you talking uh, to Sean? So I said Stephen Sean Green. I'm reading your whole full name out, but Sean says shameless. 
Mm. You talk said, about the fact that said you shameless originally, and then I assume he was corrected and put shameless in instead. <laughs> I never watched shameless. It, I it like shameless. I'm not quote. a big fan of shameless. <laughs> um, I love the, the Song of Ice and Fire, the books, but Game of Thrones, which is so such a great representation of it, I missed partway through and never cared about the ending and just never really think it's going to endure for me. It's like The Wire. The wire's perfect, but the ending isn't perfect, so it's not. And I just don't remember enough of it to feel like it's endured. I tell you what, Westworld, right? There's a show that should, could have made it into my top 10. I'm not saying Westworld. Uh, I'm Nicholas Brinkley has said Chernobyl is a fantastic series and worth watching. And I wholeheartedly agree, other than the fact that I haven't finished it. But Chernobyl is a show that I was trying to watch on the plane over to the united states last year when i when i traveled but let me tell you that chernobyl is a hard show to watch on a tiny ass screen in front of you (laughs) on headphones that just won't stay the fuck in your ear much like these ones uh with a one-year-old sat next to you refusing to go to sleep or be entertained (laughs) by absolutely anything I managed to get through like three and a half episodes of Chernobyl while dealing with every other thing that was going on on that plane. And it was absolutely incredible. And I need to watch it from start to finish again because it was great. But I love all of the lore of Chernobyl in general. So I've, I've never watched it, but um, Isabeau watched it and she thought it was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so I need to watch this show, but I haven't watched it. So that's a good, hey, Nick, that's a good, that's a good call because I think I need to add that to my list. Hey, I'll tell you what, Chernobyl is definitely a candidate for you and I watching it in the garden on the projector in the dead of night. Oh, let's do that. Like the ambience of it would be fucking amazing. Let's do that. That's happening. That's happening. Lots of things. When I look at my list of like 30 odd shows, there's things that didn't make it, like The Office, which I think is a beautiful, you put together. Oh, I go like, Peep show, Spaced, Mr. Robot. What a great prestige drama from HBO, which actually I think just falls a bit flat in the end for me, even though it's perfect. Parks and Rec. Alex McNeese says Ozark has been great. Do you know what? I mean, Ozark, listen, I started watching Ozark because it's got Jason Bateman in, as we mentioned from Arrested Development. It's hard to watch a serious drama with Jason Bateman in it because Jason Bateman has a little bit of a quirky kind of look that he does when he's kind of he's bewildered in every comedy it's like I don't know what's going huh? on here. Huh? Huh? and when he drops that in Ozark you're like I can't see you seriously the world is shattered and it's really hard to watch so I watched Ozark and I watched the first season of Ozark but I just couldn't even tell you the first thing that happened in Ozark really because he kind of He's trying to launder money for the mob, I think, or for someone. And then he goes out on the run in Ozark or whatever. And I just kind of went, uh, it didn't get to me. But loads of people fucking love Ozark. So maybe I should have picked it up again. But it never caught me. It never hooked me. It never grabbed me. I'm and I could never go unseen, at some point. I never, you're going to give it a Gozark. Um, I never could get past Jason Bateman as a, as a serious guy. Sorry, Jason. You're a beautiful comedy actor. You watch Game Night, which is an all right film that will pass the time, and you'll see what I mean. You just can't see him as Ozark. You know, I know in Ozark, but I stopped Ozark. Nozark. I said Nozark. Sorry, Alex. Good choice, though. Um, people love it. Not for me, though. Um, so we have gone 
very long in this episode if we that have. was Thanks not patently obvious but people are yeah. people are sticking with us and uh, we've got one very segment kind. left and it's a special episode for number 10 i want to do it because i prepared this sting a couple of weeks ago we didn't get to use it last week so okay. i'm fucking using it this week whether you like it or not and i want to hear your rant on my topic suggestion okay so our final segment on this show our special episode 10 is my favorite segment and yours don't get me started ah! don't get me started don't get me started oh shut your mouth so i think i should get you started for good yes. sake it's a good thing yeah go on then uh just because i've been really intrigued people don't know how this works by the way yeah yeah go for it sorry if people don't know how don't get me started work this is a segment called don't get me started you just heard the sting um we name something the other person has to rant about it they don't, don't get me started on whatever it is so you have to tell me what it is it'll be your catch up yeah let me get my wine ready to be for nice this. about it you must hate on you're it. not allowed to be nice we've got to hate it did you make I'm me sorry. oh my god don't don't you dare don't you dare okay come on then oh no i think i've already done the one i'm thinking about carry on go 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 i would like to know on this fine july evening your deep, deep down opinions on the country of Belgium. Belgium? Oh, <laughs> so funny. Uh, don't get me started on Belgium. I mean, none of them use taxis, right? I don't know what this snobbish attitude is for, like, what's going on here. You can just pay someone to drive you somewhere, you know, especially if you're late for something. Don't be late for it. Just get in a taxi. Taxis are okay, really. But for some reason, they have this attitude where bikes are the only form of transport. I mean, I know they sometimes use cars. Also, they have this thing where the friture is one of the kind of, like, most revered things. Even during lockdown, the friture was still open. Friture is a chip shop. Don't let them tell you anyway. Any otherwise, basically, we have them too. The world has kebab shops. This isn't a new invention. But if you're Belgian, you're going to think to yourself, well, we've got this amazing thing. You come to Belgium, you can have the Bicky, you can have the Frikandel, you can have the Nuggets. I'm like, I'm like, I have a Bicky. A Bicky is a burger. I have burgers. A Frikandel is a sausage. Nuggets are nuggets and fritches are chips. We all have these things. This isn't anything new. Belgium also has not been, I mean, we have picked a government, a shit one. America has picked a government, a shit one. But somehow, Belgium hasn't even managed to elect anyone. Like, it comes to something when you're not even able to elect a bad person. Like, you're so bad at voting, you can't even pick anyone. So don't get me started on Belgium. They can't elect anyone. We eat the same chips. And they can't buy it. They can't get a taxi. Too snobbish. I mean, how how do you feel about their numbering system in in like theatres, for example? <laughs> Is that where you wanted me to go on this? Oh my god! Don't get me like... started. <laughs> numbering systems. Like I don't. I can't. I can't. It goes on too long. But if you go to a theatre, I mean, one time myself and Lisa went to a theatre in Ostenda, and. Oh, it's too long. It's too long a bit. But I looked down at myself and I'm looking at, some guy came up to me to look for where his seat was. I'm looked down at mine at seat 13. I'm in seat 13. He says, I think I'm sitting next to you, he says at the break. And I know he isn't because two girls were sitting next to me. I said, I don't think you are. He said, and he showed me a thing. His ticket said 12 and I'm 13. And I'm like, well, I can't argue with that logic. 12 and 13 are next to each other. So he sits down next to me. And he's like, see? 
And I'm just like, don't take it out with me. I don't give a fucking shit. I don't care where you're sitting. And we'll find out when those two girls come back whether we were right or wrong. The girls come back and go, excuse me, you're in my seat. And he goes, I don't think, think you're right because I'm number 12 and he's number 13. And they say, yeah, all the odd numbers are on the east side and all the even numbers on the other side. So in Belgium, they split things up they have like two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve on the left hand side of the auditorium, and one, three, five, seven, nine, I can't do it, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, all the odd numbers on the other side. And so I got into a kind of when <laughs> she's probably watching this is terrible, but like when me and Issa were sitting there, I said, I don't understand. She said, What do you mean you don't understand? I said, Well, she said, What's there not to understand? She said, Well, I said, Well, I don't get it. She said, What's not to get? All the odd numbers this side, all the even numbers this side. That's how it works. I'd like to, hey, listen, if you've got a better idea of how to number seats in a theatre, I'd like to hear it. And I'm like, number them in numerical order ascending, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got into this massive fucking argument about this situation. But thankfully, I was in seat 13 and she was in seat 14. So we had this argument across the entire of the auditorium, of course. But yeah, so don't get me started on, um, on Belgium. Fucking Belgium. Thanks for that. I hope you I thought you would. Um, okay, listen. I don't know where you're going to go with this, but in a similar way of picking places, I wanted to know what you thought of, and you can go anywhere you want when I say, I want to know your opinions on Chicago. Strangely picked before you said that as well. Hmm. Okay. Well, don't get me started on Chicago, which, <laughs> like, it's called the second city, but... To be fair, I don't really think it would make the top 10 if you were ranking them because it presents itself as this, you know, metropolitan entitled city. But yeah, sure, it is on one side of the city, but you go the other side and it's basically like World War Three over there where you've just got people shooting the fuck out of each other every single fucking day. The death rate no. in Chicago is like bigger than it is for the majority of the rest of the United States. And a lot of people get fucking shot in America, let me say that. That's true. But, you know, Chicago accounts for it. It's not a safe place. And you then get into the sports teams of Chicago. And <laughs> let me say, the Bears are totally fine. Not gonna, not gonna diss on the Bears because it's impossible to do so. But when you delve into their baseball teams, they've got two baseball teams one called the cubs okay yes yeah you've got the bears the cubs follow got it and you've got the white socks what kind of fucking name is white socks i don't give a fuck <laughs> what color your socks are play fucking baseball white socks man and no, at no point did they go hey this team's got a stupid ass name let's just get rid of it or merge it with the cubs like no we need our white socks like, you don't you don't and you've been around it's been around for so long those white socks probably gray and a bit yes. shit by now bits shit maybe those people don't play for the team anymore once their socks get too gray they can't they don't allow them to play like white socks will get the fuck out yeah chicago yeah. does love itself though it does really love itself yeah and you know I, there has to be a reason that somebody came along and burned it down all those years ago because like, <laughs> it, it wasn't working, man. Let's just burn it to the ground and start again. And start again. I'm not sure we're a whole lot better now, to be honest. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Don't get, don't get me started on Chicago. 
and it's amazing improvisation scene you know it's just like there's lots of interesting things i've never been probably their pizza i mean i've had a frozen chicago town pizza so presumably it's the best place in america for pizza as well actually i know i'm supposed to be you know deliberately hating on on things but but genuinely like don't get me started on chicago pizza because that is actually massively overrated like <laughs> it, it is it is held up as this like amazing thing but it's like no no i i'm it's it's basically no. a pie it's not pizza like it is so it's dense it's not it's not even a pizza in the you know conventional wisdom of pizza that the italians handed down to the rest of the world for them to ruin and yes but it's not it's a pie i couldn't get through more than one slice of it because that was a meal in and of itself <laughs> it's all like of this- all of the components of a meal are in one slice of chicago style pizza and yeah so i bought this we bought this entire pizza me and my wife i had a slice she had a slice like, let's box the rest up and go home then shall let's, we let's get out of here so yeah don't get you started on chicago Two place related don't get me started what a bit of i mean yeah. it wasn't planned we don't so far as we can discuss things. it. We don't communicate no. them. We don't. No. Just said. We just it say just things. Says, don't get me started in the notes. We haven't got anything yeah. beyond that. Well, listen, we've overrun here mainly because we did a mega one for episode ten, and we talked about mm-hmm. our top ten um, shows. Just left a lot on the field. Uh, we didn't pick. But thanks so much for joining us because I think we're about to wrap up, aren't we? Because there's like re- literally nothing left, and we've gone on. But so many people joined us today. So many people commented. Thanks so much for doing so, chipping in with your own shows and all that sort of jazz. It's been really great to have you. Um, we, they can find this show again, though, right, Jeremy? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, on most of the places that you've all tuned in, it lives on as an archive. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, definitely it lives on. Uh, you've got two weeks to watch it on Twitch and Mixer before that just expires. Uh if uh, you would rather watch this without having to look at our faces, you can do so in podcast form. I'll be throwing Dude. the podcast up within the next hour. And yeah, make sure you like, <laughs> subscribe, throw love at us. Generally, do that. Let yeah. people know that I mean, the show exists and that you enjoy it. Because there'll be an episode 11 where we do our 11 top TV programs of all time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Imagine it got to 20 and we just went, right, let's do it again with 20. It's like, we know the top 10. Um, if you want to follow, uh, talking about shameless plugs, I'm desperately, I'm not desperately, I need to get a lovely cover picture for my beautiful Facebook page, which is currently blank. But if you want to follow me at Alex Borton, that would be really great because there's only me, Petty and Jeremy right there in the lonely room. But I'll invite you anyway. Alex Borton on Facebook, at Alex Borton on Twitter, um, at Alexander Borton, if there's an app on Instagram. Where are you found? You're at the Jess Show, right? The I am Jez at show. the Jez Show on Facebook and Twitter at Jez Show on Instagram. Clever. Mm. Well, that's it. No more comments. Thanks so much for paying attention. Um, no more shameless. More to say. No more shameless. Hey, I'll never watch shameless. Not for me. I'm sorry about that, Sean. Not for me. Um, cool. Nothing left to say, I guess, except I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Hopefully see you next week, folks. See you bye later. Bye.